welcome to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello and welcome. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that I just think everyone needs to hear. So in my coaching practice, whenever I take on a new client, I usually start with having them take an assessment. And this assessment is really just to understand areas that they are strong in and areas that could use some improvement. I have noticed pretty consistently an area that is always rated among the lowest is self-compassion. And this means that a person is lacking compassion towards themselves and they tend to be very hard on themselves, overly critical. And I know we've heard the saying, we are our own worst critic, And clearly that's true because majority of the people that I meet, whether in coaching or in everyday life or at work with coworkers or friends or family or anywhere, people tend to be very hard in themselves. Now, this is not to say that a person who lacks self-compassion is a mean person or is an unkind person. In fact, some of the kindest people in the world can lack self-compassion. You may be able to be super compassionate to others. You may be empathetic. You may be the kindest person with the biggest heart when it comes to dealing with other people. You may be the friend that people go to. You may be the one that everyone looks to, to be the strong one, to be the supportive one. But a lack of self-compassion means that you are not those things to yourself. The kindness that you exude, you don't give to yourself. And that lack of self-compassion can affect so many other areas in your personal and professional life. So I think it's important to talk about it. So today we're going to talk about what self-compassion is, why it's important, and how to increase it. So let's dive in. For those who are unaware, self-compassion is the ability to be kind and understanding towards oneself. In times of suffering, in times of difficulty, Are you compassionate towards yourself? Are you understanding? Are you kind? It is the opposite of self-criticism. So we talked about self-criticism before, negative self-talk, the tendency to judge, condemn yourself. So self-compassion is the exact opposite of that. Now, that also means that a lack of self-compassion is going to be the same as a lack of self-esteem. You will have increased anxiety. You will have increased depression. It can affect your health. It can decrease your physical health. You will have a decrease in your ability to be resilient, to bounce back from things easily. So let's talk about what a lack of self-compassion looks and sounds like. So when you constantly have critical thoughts about yourself, which means you're looking at yourself in a judgmental way, you focus on your mistakes, you focus on your flaws, It could sound like, I'm so stupid, I don't do anything right. It could be negative self-talk, the type of talk that is damaging to your self-esteem. So I am not good enough or I'll never be successful. For some people, it can sound like shame or guilt, a feeling of humiliation or worthlessness. If you make a mistake or you're criticized by someone, you feel inadequate, you feel worthless. Or sometimes it comes off as, I should be ashamed of myself for making that mistake or I should have known better. Or I feel so guilty for not being able to do better. Like I'm always making the wrong decisions. I should be able to do better. Or when you're comparing yourself to someone, 
we often compare ourselves to other people. But when you compare yourself to somebody else and feel inferior, that is a lack of self-compassion. So if you can focus on the positive qualities of somebody else, but ignore your own strengths and say, gosh, I wish I could be more like them. They are so driven and I'm, I'm not. They're so successful. I'm such a failure. There's also the avoidance of challenges. Some people avoid challenges because they're just afraid of failure. They are so convinced that they can't do anything right or that they're going to fail that they don't even try. So instead of even making the mistake, I'm just not even going to risk it. And this could be isolating yourself. This could be avoiding being around friends or family or people you think will judge you. Sometimes it even shows up in your body language. You have hunched shoulders and you kind of have a slumped posture. Avoiding eye contact is another one. And the last way that it usually shows up is through self-sabotage, like just self-sabotage and behavior, which can be anything as small as procrastination, just constantly putting off doing something that you know you should be doing just because you have a fear of not doing it well. Or sabotaging behavior could be extreme. It could be self-harm. It could be substance abuse, those behaviors of trying to either punish yourself or trying to control your emotions. So the lack of self-compassion is a very, very, very big deal. And like I usually tell my clients, increasing that self-compassion is one of the most important things you can do. It acts as the foundation for any goals that you want to set in your life, whether personal or professional. So if you find yourself engaging in any of these behaviors, having any of these thoughts, it is very important to practice self-compassion. And this means being kind to yourself, accepting yourself for who you are, understanding your limitations. We all have limitations and that's okay. But understanding what those are and accepting it. And once again, the reason that this is very important is because self-compassion can help you feel so much better about yourself. It helps reduce anxiety. It helps reduce stress. It helps with being resilient and bouncing back from stress and having things roll off your back easier. It helps boost your self-esteem. When you treat yourself better, you treat others better, which can enhance relationships. It improves your overall physical health. There's so many benefits, which is, again, why I usually explain to my clients that this is a main foundation. This should be the first goal before we really start focusing on anything else. So how do we increase self-compassion? What do we do? Here's some tips for practicing self-compassion. And I put emphasis on the word practicing because these are tips that you should try over and over and over again. It's repetition. And that's how you start to increase compassion. You don't just do any one of these once. You have to keep it going. You have to be consistent. So what can you do? First and foremost, the most difficult thing, be mindful of your thoughts and that critical self-talk. When you're feeling down, and when you're going down that negative spiral or when you're really being overly critical, if you can catch yourself in that moment to be mindful of your thoughts and how you're talking to yourself, catch yourself within the middle of that thought and just stop it and replace it with more compassionate thought, that's the best thing you can do for yourself. It is one of the hardest things you can do. It's not easy, but with practice, you can definitely do it. So if you're in the middle of having a negative thought, and you're thinking, wow, I can't believe I made this mistake. I, I am so stupid. I'm always messing up. Stop that thought and then think, you know what? Yes, I made a mistake. It's okay. You know what? It's a lesson learned. Next time, I will do better. 
I won't make that mistake again moving forward. That's compassion. That's giving yourself some compassion. Just notice how you're talking to yourself and try to be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up for making mistakes. You're not alone in making mistakes. We all make mistakes. Remember that you're not alone. Everyone experiences difficulties. Everyone experiences struggles. Everyone has flaws. Everyone has limitations. It's okay to learn from them. That's growth. And it's a part of who you are. And it's okay. The other thing you can do is just focus on your strengths and your accomplishments. Whenever you're feeling down, remind yourself of all the good things that you're good at. Remind yourself of all the things that you're proud of. Remind yourself of all the things that you have achieved. Now, here is the caveat there, because I've been in sessions with clients where I'll say, let's talk about your strengths and your accomplishments. And they say, I don't have any. Okay, what's one thing you're proud of? Nothing. I I haven't accomplished anything. I don't do anything right. Now, if that's you and you're listening to this and that's where you went immediately, you started having those thoughts. Well, what if you don't have accomplishments? What if you have nothing to be proud of? What What if you have no strengths? What I say is talk to somebody who's close to you. That can be a friend, family member, significant other, and ask them, hey, what do you think my strengths are? What do you think I'm good at? What makes me happy? What do you think my accomplishments are? What are you proud of me for? Just ask. Because every single time that I've had a client come back after going off and asking somebody close to them about their accomplishments or about their strengths, they come back and they're like, wow, they said X, Y, and Z, and I never even thought of that. Because sometimes you can be so close to it, and sometimes you can be in such a negative frame of mind that everything feels negative. And you can't see the forest for the trees. So sometimes it takes someone being out of that negative bubble to help shift your perspective. Another thing we can do is practice self-compassion exercises. I'm going to go through just a few that are quick, easy, and effective. One of the easiest exercises you can do is just take a few deep breaths, especially when you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling anxious. Stop. Take a few deep breaths in and out. This calms your body and our nerves and our minds, calms it down. Just take a couple deep breaths, recenter, and just think kindness, compassion, kindness, compassion. That usually is enough to make you stop, recenter, reframe those thoughts, and replace it with something more positive and more compassionate. You can also write a, what I call a self-compassion letter which is just a letter to yourself, just writing it as if you were writing to a friend and express compassion for your struggles, for yourself, express support for yourself, just as you would a friend. Another thing, very easy to do, just do something kind for yourself. Go get a massage, listen to your favorite music, treat yourself to one of your favorite dinners, or just take a break. There is One exercise that's actually called a self-compassion break, which is very simple to do. You start with identifying a situation where you're feeling stressed or you're feeling anxious or you're just feeling down. And then bring to mind the thought and the feelings that you're experiencing that situation. Remind yourself that everyone makes mistakes. Everyone experiences difficult times. Offer yourself some words of compassion such as, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. It's okay to feel this way. You are not alone. And then take time to comfort yourself. Listen to calming music. Go spend time with a loved one. Cry it out if you need to. Scream it out if you need to. However you need to comfort yourself. Take time to do that. 
And then lastly, it's important to connect with others. So spend time with people who are kind and compassionate. If you are spending time with people who add into that critical clutter, distance yourself. Spend time with people who make you feel good. Spend time with people who offer you support and encouragement. Spend time with people who reconnect you to yourself. Have you ever had that? And have you ever had those moments where you're just like, I just feel like I'm untethered. Like I just don't even feel like myself anymore. But then you spend time with someone, whether it's a sibling or a parent or, you know, a significant other or a childhood friend. And then it's like you come back to yourself. You come home to yourself and you're like, oh, gosh, I feel like myself again. So spend time with those people. Connect with people who make you feel like yourself, who are kind and compassionate. The most important thing you can do if you are really stuck in a negative spiral is break the spiral, break the habit. Find an exercise that works for you and practice them regularly. Again, like I said, this is a practice. Just be patient with yourself. Just doing it once is not going to work and you're not going to see results overnight. You have to keep practicing it because with time and effort, you can learn to be more kind and understanding towards yourself and this will lead to a happy and healthier life. Much like happiness is not a destination, it is part of your journey. You're never going to be in a constant state of happiness. You're never going to be in a constant state of self-compassion. But the goal is to increase self-compassion enough to where your baseline response to yourself is to be kind. It is something that you will have to work at, but it is worth it. Because when you are kind and understanding toward yourself, you feel better about yourself and you're able to cope with all the other challenges that come in your life. That's all we have for today's episode. Please remember to be kind to yourself. Please remember to treat yourself just as you would a friend. Until next time. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.